Do you want to know where you are in your leadership development journey and where to focus your attention in the future to get better results? Well, if the answer is yes, I would like to invite you to take my free world-class leadership assessment today and get an instant score of your current leadership level. By taking this new and fact-based assessment, you will be able to score your current leadership level against the world-class leaders as well as the five core areas of leaderships. Number one, clarity. Number two, personal performance. Number three, leadership presence. Number four, influence. And number five, relationships. Over the years, I've worked with hundreds of professionals around the world and across all industries to help them achieve their leadership goals. So thanks to this work and the data, I have developed a solid assessment that you can take today. Now, the assessment is quick. It will just take 5-10 minutes. So there are 25 questions across the five core areas I described earlier, and you will get an instant feedback and report received in your inbox. So, are you ready to know where you are? Take the free assessment today at www.andreapetrone.com assessment. Let me repeat it again www.andreapetrone.com slash assessment So, give it a go and now it's about time for a new episode Welcome to the World Class Leader Show This is the one and only podcast for ambitious and high achievers Professionals who want to become world class leaders In this podcast we deconstruct the success of high performance leaders share their stories, and teach the most effective strategies to move from average to greatness. This is your host, Andrea Petroni, a high-performance and leadership advisor, executive coach, and keynote speaker with more than 20 years of international and executive corporate experience. So the topic of today is very interesting and not only because it's super important because it's something that I do quite frequently with organizations and so today we talk about building transformational teams so we're going to cover three things so one one is what are the major challenges when it comes to building transformational teams the second is what are the success factors and I'm going to present five different factors and then some specific strategies when we go through the five factors so first of all let's talk about uh, for, a, for a very few minutes what, uh, what I mean for transformational teams. So first of all, we have to define what are transformational organizations. So I think the best description I found is what Eckel said in 1998. And Eckel described transformational organizations essentially as their ability to, um, to do essentially six different things. So one is alters the culture in the organization by changing behaviors, standards, and processes. Number two is, is transformation is something that is very deep and pervasive. Number three is affects really the entire organization. So it's not transformation, something that happens at a very local level, okay? Not any functional level, department level, it's something that works across the entire organization. And then it's very intentional. So it's, it's something that we want to do. It's something that we decide is important for organization. And finally, of course, over time. So it's something that has continuity 
Okay, so that is really the definition I uh, I like personally. But in order to transform organizations, you need to build transformational teams because teams are certainly the best vehicle, the best medium to bring this transformation for entire organization. Remember this: transformation is not something that you do as an organization as a team, but actually transformation is who you are as an organization and as a team. That's why, more than anything else, it's important to say that transformation essential is a mindset. So we require a mindset shift. So let's go through the different challenges. Now, what is preventing teams to be really transformational? Well, I identify three things from my experience working with teams. So number one is you know, this idea that we are too busy, right? And if you are part of a team, I'm pretty sure that you agree with me on this. So when, when we say to ourselves and to maybe the team leaders, you know, we are too busy, essentially what we are saying is we don't have any time to meet together and discussing something that's not clearly a priority for the type of project we are running together as a team. So there is never time. There is really never time to discuss about what can we improve, what we can transform, how we can do it, how can we work together in a different way. We have to, as a team leaders, to understand how we can find the time or allow the team to find the time to be very transformational, okay? So that is really important to understand. So that is one thing that normally prevent organization and teams to be transformed. The second thing is transformation means change. And as soon as we talk about change, so we know that change is messy, change is hard, change is something that you, you try to avoid as much as you can because you are concerned about it, right? So, and sometimes we know it's also very painful. But what I want to say here is transformation sometimes, because it looks like a change, might look too disruptive for the organization. And some organizations, they don't want to go there because it's sensitive, it's touchy. So essentially they say, I prefer not transforming my organization, my teams, because... I'm not sure I'm ready as an organization to support the level of change. So that's the second objection I get. And the third objection is sometimes it's the culture of the organization that might prevent building transformational teams. So when, for example, there is no autonomy, I'm coming back actually later on the point of autonomy, or when we reward individuals versus teams, or when there is a blame culture in organizations, it's something that is gonna prevent anyway, any, any sort of transformational projects. So sometimes the culture is not the right one for supporting the level of transformation in organizations. So these are essentially the three things that in my experience might prevent teams to be transformative. So let's go back to, to point number two. So what are the success factors for building transformational teams? So in my experience really, I think there are five different factors that make a huge difference. Number one, diversity. So diversity has three different elements. So number one is the, the traditional kind of a diversity that we want in a team, which is the demographics, right? So we want to have different gender, different age, different race, different nationality, and different culture and so forth, right? But also there is a psychographics element. So essentially we want to have a team that is diverse in terms of personalities, 
uh, neurodiversity, which is super relevant these days as well, and also personal styles, so leadership styles. That's a some, something else that we want. And finally, the third element of diversity is the experiences of individuals. Their experiences, their stories, their skills, right? Either they are hard skills, the soft skills. So these are the three elements. Now, why we're looking for diversity? Not just because we have a DEI strategy or policy in the organization. It has nothing to do with that. The reason why we want to have a diversity because the more diversity we have in our team, the more opportunities we have to develop the following four points that I will describe. But the diversity is clearly an enrichment, right? Because that level of diversity around all the three elements enrich the, the, the quality of the team as well as their ability to learn, share, uh, coming up with better ideas, etc., etc. okay? Now, a specific strategy I want to give you to this is evolute your team. You can do it in two different ways. You can do it like, you know, the, the gut feeling way. So you know your team, you know, you know, these three elements, how they play within your current team. Or you can also run assessment. There are so many assessments. So you, you can run a competencies assessment, and I have one. You can also actually run the traditional psychographic assessment. So you have a better idea who are part of your team. And that's lead me to the second point. The second point and success factor is learning. Now, be mindful that learning for me is not training. It has nothing to do with training, or at least the traditional way of training. Okay? So it's not courses and all that stuff. And learning is the ability for team members to learn together as a team. So essentially, it's been proven now that learning together is not just increasing the level of performance, but what it does, it increases much, much more faster the ability for each individual to grow as a, as a leader. So having the opportunity to work in a learning environment in, in a team is an incredible opportunity for team members to grow much, much faster than other people that are not working in that, um, in that team. So, but in order to create an environment where learning is important, what you have to do, you have to put two things in place. So the conditions are, one, the psychological safety, as we know. So safety is important because the more people feel safe within the team, the more they're going to share, learn and share. So they, you need to really you know, remove any barriers for sharing. And the second thing is trust. And trust, as we know, is the most important element of any type of high-performance team. So the two elements must be in place in order to allow the whole team to learn together. So specific strategy I'm going to give you is try to create a positive, first of all, competition for learning. So when I say competition, I'm not saying way where people competing for status of ego. What I'm saying here is creating an environment where people, they compete in order to become better, to, to be better than others as a learner as people that know more than others. So that's a kind of an interesting and positive climate that you want to build in a team. But also the ability to uh, create role models so people they can see it, they can be inspired by others. Another thing which is also very important is encourage people to learn together. So courage is very important to take actions, to be more innovative, but also to be encouraged, okay? And finally, sense of belonging. Learning is really Im important to create a sense of belonging within the team. So let's go to success factor number three. And number three is innovation. 
So we said, and so far, number one is diversity, number two is learning, number three is innovation. Everything is consequential here. So the more learning we have in a very diverse team, the more opportunities you guess what, for people to come up with better ideas, better insights, and be more creative. That's the point. Because in order to transform the organization, in order to have a transformational team, it's absolutely important that you have innovation built in really into the team. So what I would like to suggest to you here is set clear rules uh, of how playing together, how working together, so innovation becomes something constant. So the team work really across every element of innovation. So set a process that really leads to develop ideas, challenging things that don't work, maybe solve specific problems. You're, in other words, what you want to do, you want to create a team that is able to tackle all the issues and challenges that they see in the organizations. That's the idea, because any transformational team has this sense of urgency, has developed this sense of urgency through learning and through innovation and creativity to come up with better solutions. That's what we want, right? And that is an important factor for transformational team. Number four, autonomy. I mentioned before, autonomy is by far one of the most critical elements of a successful team. But more importantly for transformational team, because we said about learning, be innovative, but if we don't give to the team the opportunity and the ability to autonomously do and execute what, what they've been thinking and working on it, it's completely waste of time. So any transformational team must be able to autonomously change things, right? So you as a team leader, you have a responsibility to allow the team to execute, to implement, and to make the changes in organizations. But if you don't give autonomy, that's going to be really impossible. You can start with side projects or business cases or specific problems to solve, right? But also it's important because you have to give credibility to the team because people, so the team, we're not going to go and changing things and try to transform opportunities into, into better outcomes. They need to have credibility, the power and influence across organizations to be recognized as change agents. So that's exactly what you do. So as a team leader, you have to allow the team to do that. It also gives space and structure for the team to operate in that way. Because if you are micromanaging the team or if you are stressing the team on tasks, the team members will be only focused on delivering tasks. So if you really want to build a transformational team, you have to give them space to operate in a different manner. And finally, the, the final success factors is something that became super relevant, of course, after COVID hit, which is the well-being. So for many years, many leaders has underestimated the importance of well-being, not only for individuals, but also for teams. Actually, I don't really hear organizations talking about well-being for teams. They're doing a great work right now, to be fair, on individual areas but the team needs to have the same level of well-being to operate at its best. And when I say well-being, essentially I'm talking about three different elements, right? The body, and that's the energy, the physical well-being, and many other things. So, you know, fitness and walking and, and, and doing exercises. So at you as a team leader, you need to foster that element into your team members. But also there are the two elements, which is the mind and also the spirit.
Mind, uh, my personal suggestion for the mind is clearly giving more opportunities for the team members to, uh, for personal development. So personal development has been proven being one of the most important strategies actually to develop a mind well-being. But also there are things, you know, uh, work-life balance, as we know now, is super relevant, right? So that is another important element for the mind um, mind factor into the well-being. And finally, the spirit. The spirit is also, which again, I hear too many times leaders say, oh, you know, we, we are not really interested in the spiritual element of teams. Wrong. Spirit is important. And the spirit, essentially, I'm, I'm talking about bringing joy and excitement and fun in your team. That is important to build spirit, but also bonding. So find an opportunity for team members to, to stay more time together, to get to know each other, to, to, to build closer, a better relationship. That's spirit. And as well, maybe, you know, doing some group activities, but also offering some sabbatical or offering people to switch off for a while, right? Because the team, clearly to, to increase their level of performance, they need to operate at their, operate at their best. So these are essentially the five success factors I strongly recommend. And I'm sure that you can come up with even better strategies as long as you meet the principles that I mentioned. And let me repeat again. Number one, diversity under the three dimensions of so demographics, psychographics, but also the skills and experiences and the stories. Number two is the learning opportunity. Transformational team need to learn together and you need to give them the tools and the space to learn as a team. Number three is innovation, which is linked to the, to the previous two elements, but also linked to creativity. So give the conditions for a team to operate at their best so they can come up with better insights. Number four is the autonomy. There is no way to implement, even at a very, very test level, all the new changes and transformations that the team would like to bring to the organization if they don't have the full autonomy, power, influence to go across the organization. And finally, number five, well-being. Because a team that is performing under stress, under burnout, so they're not taking care about their body, mind, and spirit, they're going to fail and they're not able to transform anything. So thanks everyone for listening to this episode. I hope you got some valuable insights today and that you can apply in your business. As always, I love to hear your thoughts about this episode, what you like most, but also what else you want me to cover in the future episodes. Now, this podcast is not about me, so I want to make sure that you get what you need in order to be more successful. So drop me an email at andrea at andreapetroni.com or find me on LinkedIn and mention that you listened to this episode. And if you want to support this show, the best way is to tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast, but also to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. This will make our episodes more visible so we can impact more people. And finally, go to my website, www.andreapetroni.com, where you can learn a bit more about me, my work, and subscribe for our weekly newsletter, where we summarize the insights of all our podcast episodes. Check there as well the previous articles. All right, so thank you again for being here, and I hope to see you next time. Bye for now.